and welcome to episode 13 of the Expat Chinwag and today I will be talking about shopping. Now I'm not actually a very big shopper, I don't really get much pleasure from it, I don't tend to say wander around clothes shops or shop for things for the house and I don't know, I don't really get any pleasure out of shopping or buying stuff. I tell a lie, the only shops I do like going in are when I'm traveling and you go in the typical like tat shops that you get in places like souvenir shops. I will go in endless souvenir shops and literally wander around them for hours and most of the time I don't buy anything. I It's almost like I just like seeing how they kind of see their destination. So like you'll see like what models that like of like monuments they might have or it's almost like what they think their selling point is. So sometimes it's kind of interesting to see like how a destination like sees itself through its tat shops. But um yeah other than like normal like clothes shopping I don't really tend to do it. It's like I only buy clothes with say something's like right like it's it's life is done. It's like it's dying. It's like I've worn it to the point where there's no turning back. It's like if if you've watched the audio, like the visual versions of these podcasts, you will see that most of the time I'm kind of in the same clothes. It's like I have the, like the same few clothes that I'll like wash and, you know, wear. I don't wear the clothes that I tend to film in for like work. So I have like my work clothes. And then by the time it gets to the weekend, it's like I only, ha- I only need a couple of changes of clothes. It's like I don't need anything else. So yeah, I don't tend to shop much. But one of the biggest differences that I've noticed is that it's, the sizes are different from here compared to like back home in England. Say in England for clothing, if I wear a size 10 at home, in America it tends to be a step down. So if you're a size 10, you'll then be a size 8, which is quite good. When I first got here, I was like, oh, size 8, that, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, yeah, the sizes are a bigger size they're not they're not bigger they've got a bigger number but it doesn't necessarily mean that the size is any bigger but um yeah so if you're a size 12 in England you'd be a size 10 in America stuff like that but then which confuses me a lot probably more than what it should be because you'll get clothes that say like for example like a hoodie for example would be sized in like a size 8 to 10 for argument's sake but then Things like swimming costumes and I don't know if underwear is included too. But there's other clothes that are then like opposite to that. So if you've got like, I say, a hoodie that's 8 to 10, you'll get, say, like swimming costumes will be size 7 to 9. So it's really quite awkward that, say, if you find, like, I don't know, for example, maybe if you wear a size 8 to 10, it's a good size for you and you're a nine, say for example, like you might kind of be like a size nine, which is like a middle size, yet if you buy a swimming costume in size seven to nine, it then might be a little bit too tight because like you're the the top end of size seven to nine. So it's really weird how it's like there's different items of clothes have different sizes. It's not just like a size 10. So at home, if you buy... I don't know, a size 8 in jeans for argument's sake, and then you buy a swimming costume, you'll get the bottoms that are a size 8 or whatever size you want. It's like they're still they're still labelled with the same type of size. Um, so I, 
I, that confuses me. And then some shops as well, they use a small, medium, large. And I don't... That puts me off. It's like I walk into a shop and see it's like small, medium, large. And half the time I just walk out again. Because I know that like if, for example, I do a lot of my shopping in Walmart. It's like, no shame. It's like I quite like Walmart shopping. It's cheap. It's, you know, it does the job. But like you go in there and it's like, right, I need to look for a size 8. And you know exactly what you need to look for. And you can get it, get out and go. Whereas at the moment, it's like I don't know what size I would be it's like I it's like I can't walk into a shop and be like oh yes I'm a small or, oh yes I'm a medium like sometimes like if there's like an order like say if you do like a 5k run it says what size t-shirt are you it's like usually I will be a small but it's like when you've got like say a, like jeans that are labeled as a small are they even gonna fit it's like jeans are bad enough as it is it's like I I, I it's now the end of summer, so I can't wear shorts anymore. And the jeans that I bought, it's like you go in there and you obviously get the waist size. So you get like the 10, the 12, the 8s or whatever. But then you also get the different leg lengths. And it's like you get like long, regular, petite and that. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a pain. It's like I don't really like jeans anyway at the best of times. And I can never find any that fit me. Because like these ones that I'm wearing now, I like the regular leg. But the regular leg is too long for me. So it's like they fit me around the middle. They fit everywhere else great but they're about two inches too long which is annoying because they keep dragging on the ground but then if I buy the petite version which I then bought this like almost like the same jeans in a different color but in petite they're then too small so when I sit down they shoot up really high so it's like I can't find a happy medium of jeans so that's why I like wearing shorts it's like I like being warm and being in a warm place all the time because then I can just wear shorts so I don't transition well into winter just because I can never find bottoms that fit me properly and that annoys me but yeah so after clothes you've then got shoes shoes are a different size too um which crazily enough where say the English sizes are a step down here so a 10 is then an 8 in America in shoe size you actually go up so Say, for example, say back home, I would be a six. Here, I would be like a seven. It's like you then go up a size. I think that's how it works. I can never remember. Because, again, shoes are just a nightmare to, like, find ones that fit without trying them on. But, yeah, I think I was a six at home. But here, the shoes are then a size up. So, you get bigger feet. But you have technically have smaller bodies. So, it's like, it's... It's very strange that, like, it's not, you would think if that's how the sizes are, you would think everything would be a step down. So if you're a size 6 in shoe in England, you would think, well, because it's because the clothes step down, you'd think maybe the shoes would step down as well, but they don't. It's like the shoes are then a size bigger, whereas clothes are a size smaller. So that's really confusing. It's like, even still when I go bowling, it's like, and you have to ask for your shoe size, it's like, I don't really know. Because <laughs> sometimes you'll get like a size and it just doesn't really fit. So you think, oh, I'll try that size. But maybe that's just bowling shoes because bowling shoes are just, they're not the most attractive thing in the world. <laughs> um, another big difference when you go shopping is that in America, the shelf price isn't the final price that you pay. Like there's usually tax tag, tagged on to the end so say if you go into like a supermarket or a clothes shop in England and the price on the shelf says it's going to be £8.29 you can go to the till and you will pay 
£8.29 for that item because the tax is already built into the shelf price. So every item has the, like, the tax built into that price. Whereas here, what it is on the shelf isn't the, the price that you end up paying. When you get to the till, you then have to put the tax on top, which... I like to be prepared to so say sometimes like if I've got like a purse full of coins I'll think oh yeah look like that chocolate bar is only like 82p so it's like you'll count out 82p to go up but I end up finding I end up just paying with notes here because it stresses me out because you can't just get the 82p out ready because when you go to the till they're going to whack tax on it and you're going to have to quickly find the extra coin to then make it up so it's just easier just to like, give over a note so I'm forever having coins here because I feel like the pressure of having to pay quickly, especially if there's a line behind me, maybe it's just a completely British thing to do where you don't want to hold up the line because you're digging through your, like, your wallet trying to find coins. But yeah, I would really appreciate it if places could put the tax onto their shelf prices just so it would make it easier and so you, work, you don't get any like nasty surprises, especially if you buy like a big item. Say, for example, like... When I bought my drone, it was, I want to say it was like $349, I think is what I paid for it. But when you then go to check out, it then went up to like 385 because then they added the tax on it. So you might look at the shelf and go, oh, that's quite cheap. But when we get to the, the cash register, it then goes up. So that is kind of annoying as well. It's like I would really like like tax to be built and it's the same with like online shopping as well it's like it usually adds tax on at the end so even if you're just browsing online you can't necessarily plan how much it's going to be straight off it's like you have to like kind of wait and then it's like oh this is the final total so yeah sizes are different and the whole tax thing and then one final thing one that like I spoke to about with my dad and he was just like oh no I wouldn't like that because if you go into a car dealership they never have the price of the car displayed on the windscreen like at home it's like you can say drive by like a garage and like kind of browse it's like oh you can see that car's nine grand that one's seven that one's six and a half so you can kind of get an idea of like what like what it is it's like you can view it and be like, oh yeah look that car looks quite nice oh yeah you know i like that one i'll you know go and see that whereas here they don't have the price on them at all it's like they just have like i think they just i think they display the year of the car but they don't have any form of price which i don't know i feel like you you'd kind of get maybe like mugged off there's like the, the like the chance that maybe you know, someone could end up paying more than somebody else. So it's not really fair to so say, for example, if like if I went in like as a girl, it's like, you know, you kind of automatically get the impression that maybe they would like end up charging, say, me more because like I'm a girl and I don't know what I'm doing type thing. So it's almost like they would take advantage of that and be like, oh, yeah, that one's like nine grand. But say if somebody else went in, maybe they could get the same car for like eight. You know, it's things like that. So I don't like the way that, yeah, if you go into a car dealership, they don't have the price displayed on the window. It's like, I think, like, even back home, it's like, when I've bought cars before, it's like, the price will be in the window. And sometimes you can get that price knocked down, you know, you can say, oh, I see it's, like, for sale for three, you know, can you give it to me for two eight? And sometimes I go, well, yeah, or, you know, you can get something, like, chucked in, or they'll, like, do, like... The, like the MOT, which if you listen to my other episode, you'll know that's like the, the like the annual test that our cars have to go through. So it's like you can sometimes get things 
like thrown in like for maybe the prize or you can get it down so it's not exactly the final prize but at least you've got like some form of like like guideline it's like you can kind of see what it is so if you are in like the market for a new car you can kind of look and you might go oh yeah I'll have that one you know that's not a bad price whereas because it doesn't have a price on it automatically puts me off of wanting to go in because you think you know you, you don't want to waste their time either if you see a car you don't want to go and go oh yeah I like that car and then they're like oh yeah that's 30 grand because you're like okay yeah that's well out of my budget see ya it's like at least then it's like you feel like you wouldn't be wasting time like yeah because if you have like a lower budget you know you'd feel a bit stupid going up and saying oh I really like that car and be like oh no thanks you know that's well out of my league so it's like that's something I find really really annoying like not that I'm, you know, I have my car, it's like, it's fine, but things like that, I don't, I don't agree that there's no price shown, it's like there should be a price tag, or at least a guide price, like, in the window for it, so yeah, they're just some of the differences when it comes to shopping in England and America, my next um, podcast will be all about Thanksgiving so kind of still in the shop in the shopping thing because I will be mentioning about Black Friday in there as well but yeah I'll be talking about the traditions or kind of, of how I view Thanksgiving and Black Friday as an expat thank you for listening and I hope you have a great day bye